You are welcome in Jesus' name. By the special grace of God, I'm going to be sharing with you an encouraging message. And I believe by the special grace of God, it will strengthen your desire and determination for Jesus the more in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. So it is time for us to splash around in the word of God. The word of God is the foundation of the throne of God, by which our Savior, Jesus Christ, is seated. It is the foundation of the throne of God by which our Savior, Jesus Christ, is seated. And from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22, Jesus Christ is the shorty of every word. He says in Matthew 24 verse 35, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall never pass. You see, if the word of God could change, then the throne of God could have been overruled. But because God and his throne, where Jesus is seated, are backing his word, the word of God remains ever real, authentic, forceful, reliable, and most importantly, eternal. So as believers, as the people of scripture, we can boldly and confidently say, my heart is fixed and established on your living word, the solid foundation for my faith confession. Say, oh Lord, my heart is fixed and established on your living word, the solid foundation for my faith confession. Say it like you mean it. Oh Lord, my heart is fixed and established on your living word. The solid foundation for my faith confession. And that will lead us to the message I have for you today. A greater expression of faith. Tell somebody, a greater expression of faith. My proof text will be taken from the book of John 11, from verse 41 to 42. Are we there? John 11, from verse 41 to 42, and I read, So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I am saying this. Sorry, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. I'll take it again. John, 40, John 11 from verse 41 to 42. So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. Blessed be his word. You see, in this book of John 11 from verse 41 to 42, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ not only appreciated God for what he had received in the past, 
not only appreciated God for seeing him through and answering his prayers in the past, but he also thanked God for what he had not yet received. Many of us are quick to give testimony of the blessings, the healing, the deliverance, the breakthrough we have received in the past. But how many of us give testimony of what we do not have? How many of us give testimony of what we have not yet received? And even if we do, will this gratitude stand the test of time? Jesus was a man that was not concerned about what was, un what was seen, but that which was unseen. The book of 2 Corinthians 4 verse 18 says, Faith is the evidence of things not seen. It simply means, faith is the word of God prevailing over sense evidence. Faith sees the invisible, believes the impossible, and therefore receives the incredible. Jesus was a man that was not concerned about things that were seen, but that which was unseen, because he knew the two sides to life. He knew there were two sides to life. The spiritual side, an ultimate conclusion where he defeated Satan. And the natural side, the physical side, where people around him in that book of John 11 were busy trying to figure God out with their natural mind. He said, I knew that you always hear me. I am saying this for the benefit of those who are here. Those people there were busy trying to figure God out with their natural minds, asking themselves, who does this man think he is? Lazarus has been dead for three days. Is he now above the law of nature? Oh, does he want to raise the dead? Let us see. While everyone was busy focused on the grave of Lazarus, Jesus looked beyond the grave, and beyond the grave was life. By appreciating his heavenly father for what he had not yet received, Jesus Christ expressed absolute faith in God. Absolute faith believes absolutely. Absolute faith believes it is done even before prayer. He expressed absolute faith in God. This is the same kind of faith he expects you and I to express in him. That is why anyone can shout after a miracle. But only a man of faith will shout before the miracle happens. Are you a man of faith? Are you a woman of faith? A man of faith is never satisfied by the world. He looks beyond it. A man of faith is never, never satisfied by what he sees, what he feels, what his circumstances look like, what the situation around him says. 
but he looks beyond it. His sense of security, assurance of life, his ease of heart, blessing and salvation extends beyond the grave. Now the grave for him stands for any situation he's facing. Pain, sickness, poverty, death, affliction, setback, failures in life. But this man of faith knows that beyond that situation, beyond that grave, lies the promise of God. Beyond that grave, there God is. Beyond that grave is divine health, success, breakthrough, everything he needs to live for God here and now. Beyond that grave is everything he needs to live for God here and now. You see, as a man of faith, when you do not focus on what is seen, when you do not focus on the situation around you, those situation will not matter to you because you know that someone in person of the Holy Spirit is working out your solution slowly but surely. You will know that someone in person of the Holy Spirit is working out your solution slowly but surely. And because of that confidence, you will have the joy and peace that the scriptures have so much spoken about. That joy and peace will start becoming a visible reality in your life. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. Do you know that you can convert what you see to what is unseen? I mean, you can convert your sickness into divine health. You can convert your setback into breakthrough. You can convert your failures into success. You can convert your failures into success. Ask me how. Ask me how. By examining them in the light of God's word. You can convert what is seen to what is unseen by examining them in the light of God's word. But take note. Take note of this. What will be possible for you to do in Christ Jesus will depend on how much you feed your soul with God's word. For you to be able to convert what is seen to what is unseen, for you to convert your sickness into divine health will depend on how much you feed your soul with God's word. How much you feed your heart with God's word. Remember, God's word is the seed that comes into our heart and causes faith to grow. How much of the word is dwelling in your heart? 
Many of us may claim, or many a man may claim to be men of faith. And you will see them rejoicing in pain. Rejoicing in poverty, or even in the agonies of death. But this will be for a while. Because when the uncertainties of this life begin to engulf them, when the uncertainties of this life begins to shroud their vision, their faith in Christ will gradually begin to diminish. Their faith in Christ will gradually begin to darken. And as my father in the Lord, Prophet T.B. Joshua says, he says, when faith's light goes out, life becomes a weary road. Unless God's word is rooted and grounded in your heart, when the uncertainties of life engulfs you, your faith in Christ may gradually begin to diminish. Then you will, have, you will find no reason for appreciating God even when you have not received. Because faith's light is going out. When faith's light goes out, life becomes a weary road. When faith's light go out, we begin to use sense knowledge and mental assent to figure God out with our natural minds. A man who lives by sense knowledge can hardly see beyond his nose when it comes to the things of the spirit. When faith's light grows dim, we become men of fear rather than men of faith. My father in the Lord, Prophet T.B. Joshua, mentions many prophetic messages. I just want to take two out of it. The first one he says, people will be getting tired. The work of God. When faith's light goes out, life becomes a weary road. Then we begin to live as men of fear rather than men of faith. Then we begin to figure God out with our natural minds. The second prophecy I wanted to note, or I'd like to note, he says, we are in the valley. How many of us know that prophecy? Raise your hand if you've watched it on Emmanuel TV. It says, Nigeria, we are in the... And the reality of that valley is gradually becoming real day by day and hour by hour. Times such as this is not time to chicken out. Times like this Times that we find ourselves in the valley is not when we need boys, we need men of faith. Times like this, when we find ourselves in the valley, 
It's not time to tell people how you feel, but who you are and what you know about Jesus Christ. like this when we find ourselves in this valley in this grave in this situation are times when men of faith need to tell us what God's word says about the situation times like this is when we simply have to return to God and the Holy Bible times like this is when men of faith will go into that valley to bring out the weak, the less privileged, the handicapped. Not a time to look for shortcuts. So whatever valley, whatever situation, whatever grave you may find yourself in, This is the time to know who you are in Christ Jesus, not how you feel. Because feelings and emotions can change. They are influenced by situations around. But when your mind agrees with God and his word, when your mind agrees with God and his word, you will have a quiet and restful confidence knowing that God's word will be the final authority settling all questions and challenges before you. Psalm 119 verse 105 says, Oh Lord, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm 119 verse 105. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. But God's word cannot function as light in your heart if it is not illumined by the spirit of God. For it to have converting power, for the word of God to have converting power, for you to be able to convert what you see to what you, is unseen, it must be illumined by the spirit of God. For it to become belief in your heart, it must be illumined by the spirit of God. For it to keep you from error and sin, it must be illumined by the spirit of God. For it to become an integral part of your life. So that when you sense satanic influence, you begin to pray in the spirit. So that when you are in a conversation, you begin to use the word of God in that daily conversation. It must be illumined by the spirit of God. For the word of God to become food for your soul, it must be illumined by the spirit of God. And when the Holy Spirit lightens the word in our hearts, we begin to see ourselves clearly. 
And we begin to see what is promised to us in Christ Jesus through his word. And then we can begin to take our circumstances back from the hands of Satan. Many of us, because of fear, we have given our circumstances to Satan. When the Spirit of God lightens the word in your heart, you will see yourself clearly. You will know God's opinion about your situation. You will know God's opinion about the grave, about the valley, about your situation, your sickness, your poverty, your delay. And when you know this, you will be able to see God's promises. You will look beyond the grave to where God is. And from then, you will be bold to take your circumstances back from the hands of Satan. And as a child of God, with confidence you will say, you grave, you situation, you valley, I am walking with the Lord. I will not because of you change my confession. I will not because of you change my testimony. Because I know God is working out the answer. I know he is planting the seed of what I am becoming. Say you situation. You grave. Say it like you mean it. You situation. You grave, you valley, I am walking with the Lord. I will not because of you change my confession. I will not because of you change my testimony. Because I know God is working it out. Slowly but surely. Because I know he is planting the seed of what I am becoming. In Jesus' name. People of God, as members of the household of faith, as believers, as people of scripture, when we are facing situations that seems there is no hope, no future, let us learn to use our weapon of testimony and confession. Our weapons of belief and confession of what God has done in the past and what he is able to do in our circumstance. It is, this, it is this belief and confession that brings power to do all things unto salvation. Apostle Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He was equally saying, I have given up my soul in believing and my body in confessing the Lordship of Jesus Christ. A believing heart produces good works and the right behavior 
as a proof of faith. This is the true sense of believing. This is the true sense of believing that produces a greater expression of faith. Times like this are when we need men who express a greater faith. And I pray that as you have listened to this message, let it begin to impact strength and faith in your heart. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. God bless you. Thank you.